0: This is the Drive In Podcast. Take one. Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to the eighty seventh episode of the drive-in podcast on today's episode we have a top billing draft of the best baseball movies so use the bathroom now grab that popcorn and enjoy the 87th episode of the drive-in podcast Howdy, duty, Episode 87 of the Drive-In Podcast has arrived. This is Dr. Rowe on the horn. I'm joined, as always, by Ricky Flex. Episode 87, shout out, Sydney Crosby. Ricky Flex, how are you doing uh, this evening? Coming off a string of episodes throughout the week. Uh, how are you holding
1: up? Holding up well. Can't say. I know we're doing the baseball draft, but I can't say I've watched an entire nine in a game yet. So I still think I'm qualified for this draft, but I'm not in the baseball mood right now. I
2: don't know.
0: Well, if you couldn't tell, Ricky Flicks and I are both massive Red Sox fans. Well, judging by my attire and judging by Ricky Flicks' backdrop, uh, the Red Sox are under 500 right now. We're two and three. But uh, we do have maybe the most potent lineup in the American League. So I'm excited for this season. I'm hoping to get to Fenway for a couple of games. I believe we just secured some tickets by way of PKO, a guest of this podcast. Uh, Red Sox Yankees tickets in July, right? The dog days of summer. Nothing better than Red Sox Yankee baseball. Are you excited for that?
1: Baseball or hockey. Those are like the two best in-person sports to watch. Baseball it's just the environment it's in the sun, in the summer, no other sports are going on. It's perfect. I love going to baseball games Fenway park in particular that I'm all in for.
0: So it's very suitable. I had the Sydney Crosby shout out alongside this baseball themed episodes. Uh, we call that the best of both worlds. So uh, Ricky flux, we got a draft of best baseball movies. Um, What's your familiarity with baseball movies? Would you say this is the sports genre that you're most familiar with?
1: Yeah, I would say so. There's definitely the most movies out of any sport. Baseball has got to take the helm there, right? Definitely the most. So I think I would, yeah, I, Yeah, just by default then.
0: So I, I guess what I was thinking, like baseball, I think, has the deepest draft. If we were to pick from a lot or a pool of movies, I think football has a decent, uh, jo- a decent amount of films in their pool as well. But I think the best movies in the sports genre, a lot of them do belong to baseball. So I'm very excited for this draft, and uh, we get a lot of great filmmakers that are attributing their, some of their best work to baseball films, and a lot of great actors portraying some iconic sports figures, whether they are uh, real or just. In the pantheon of great fictional athletes. So uh, I'm excited. I think we should get going. What do you say?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it.
0: So uh, how we're going to do this is snake style. Just the two of us, right? Ricky Flex. Uh, We do need to decide who's going first. So I wondered if you had a coin on you, Ricky Flex. He's searching and he has one ready to go. Ricky Flicks is very prepared for this draft. Uh, So if you're flipping, I'm calling it, right? That's the way this, that's the way this goes. So I will be going tails never fails. So Ricky Flicks flip that. Survey says. It's tails. Tails never fails. Dr. Rowe with the number one pick. Thank you very much. All right, Ricky Flex, let's get it going then. Dr. O is officially on the clock. I assume Ricky Flex doesn't have any questions going into this draft. I think it's pretty straightforward. So baseball has to play a predominant role in the movie. And uh, so I'm going to lead off here with kind of a Mr. Inevitable. Right, Mr. Inevitable. And that's going to be Moneyball, number one pick. I think this is. You you see a lot of classic baseball movies, right? Moneyball is a obviously more modern baseball movie, not just by the year it was made, but based on the transition of baseball uh, from this like meathead mentality to more of this analytical mentality. You got Bennett Miller at the helm. You got a tone. I mean, if you look at the movie, just look at the screen. You feel like you're watching almost like I feel like I'm watching like a modern day David Fincher movie. It just looks like that on screen. I can't tell you what it is about the cinematography, but Billy Bean, you got Brad Pitt there. Brad Pitt, honestly, in my opinion, could have won an Oscar for this role. Jonah Hill breakout. He's not just a fat lovable dude from Accepted or from Superbad. This is a breakout role for him. Academy Award nominated. Uh, I do need to say that, They play the A's as such an underdog mentality. It goes with like, I guess, hyping up the film, bringing some dramatics to it. But if I'm going to put a realistic perspective on the Oakland A's back in 2003, uh, I do need to say they had all-stars. But if you watch the movie, you would have no idea they did. You would have no idea they had AL MVP, Miguel Tejada, all-star third baseman, Eric Chavez starting pitchers, including Barry Zito, Cy Youngwinner, and Tim Hudson. But by the way this movie operates, it takes that underdog mentality that makes sports movies uh, so watchable and makes the team so likable. I think, I think it's Brad Pitt is such a likable character here as well. Also takes on that underdog mentality, the failure as a player, going to the GM, the prospects of him trying out something new that no other team has done. Innovative movie. And it should be boring for its perspective on analytics, but it's entrancing, it's amazing. Money ball, I think easy number one pick. Thoughts.
1: Easy number one pick. Yeah. That's that's quite the take. I think there was two choices here. Number one, it was either the technical choice, the adult choice, which you made, or there's a the other end of the spectrum.
0: The adult choice.
1: That's a good which, point. Which I will get to in a second. But Moneyball, we, we're not even talking. Philip Seymour Hoffman, RIP, legend, right there, right? Going toe-to-toe with Brad Pitt the entire movie, love that. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, big role in this movie for a supporting character, pretty big role. So, and this is before the Guardians days, right near the Parks and Rec peak. So the only other thing I'll say about this movie is that it should have won Best Picture. It should have won Best Picture. The I artist so, won. too. The artist won. The other nominees were The Descendants. Decent movie. Extremely loud incredibly close. Decent movie. The Help. Good movie. This is better. Hugo. Love Scorsese, but lower tier Scorsese. Tree of Life. That movie sucks. Another Brad Pitt movie. War Horse Spielberg. Maybe his worst movie ever. And then Midnight in Paris. Great movie, but... What a weak not. crop. What a yeah. weak crop. Weak. So, and Moneyball. Ball, Sorkin writing. Like, how did this not win? It's just because it's a sports movie. They didn't want to give it to a sports movie. So, yes, this is the best movie ever in the genre of baseball. But it's the number one pick. I think it's it's it depends how you look at it. Like I said, at the top of the this is the new wave. Here.
0: This is the new wave. And baseball, when you look at the history of like baseball movies, there's a lot of all time classics, a lot of movies that are accepted as just um iconic and as some that are just the best sports movie ever made and there's no one really that you can budge from that perspective but moneyball i think helped make baseball relevant in modern day baseball a little bit relevant compared to what we see with i'm not going to tease any picks here but i think you make a great point saying this was like for adults, a lot of the baseball movies that we're going to list today, we watched as kids and we found so rewatchable as children and maybe we don't return to as adults. Moneyball, when that thing pops on Netflix and I see like the new streaming, new streaming options for the month, when it pops on, I'm watching it the first day it's available, you know? And it, do you agree with what, I'm, what I said uh, before? It's like a certain dramatism to these to this movie that almost reminds me of the way it's shot. Just like a Fincher movie, it just looks. Yeah, the so cinematography weird, you know?
1: is darker, like the the actual image. But is that that might darker. be it? Yeah, and even like the on the on the uh, field when there's literally lights on the field, they literally dim it down, right? And they have a spotlight on the players, like the actual camera work, like the camera. It's very it's very unique for a sports movie, but again, unbelievable movie, probably the best baseball movie ever. And you picked it. You went the adult route. Congratulations on the pick.
0: This this movie made nerd baseball cool. It made nerd baseball. People cool. that
1: don't like baseball, like love this movie. You know right. that's how you know it's good. And like another thing, I'll say quickly. Actually, is like you know the movie. Thank you for smoking. Like mm-hmm. that movie, people aren't smoking as much. So what does uh, Aaron Eckhart's character do? He tries to pitch to Hollywood to come out with a movie with Brad Pitt smoking. <laughs> like what they did baseball's not cool quote unquote the trends going down what do they do they put brad pitt starring in a baseball movie then now you get people watching baseball more potentially so brad pitt in a movie makes it cool baseball is cool moneyball first Ah, right.
0: uh, yeah and i just want to say as i wrap up this pick i know it's been a little bit um the best scenes in this movie like aren't on the diamond which you can't say about like most of these other movies, the best scenes, my my opinion, where you have Brad Pitt working with Jonah Hill at the trade deadline, okay? Trying to acquire uh, Rincon at the deadline to make sure that they're poised for the postseason, and the tension in that scene, and then the likability of Jonah Hill clenching the fists, simply iconic, and then we see the tenacity of Brad Pitt in that scene. Moneyball number one pick, Ricky Flicks, your first round pick, second overall, all you.
1: All right, so I'm going the other end of the spectrum. I'm going nostalgia. I'm going childhood. I'm going the Sandlot. The Sandlot is the most iconic baseball movie, the most quotable, and it's ageless. You you can show it to any age, and you'll still love this movie, even though it's a kid's movie. And you can show it at any point in time. It doesn't matter what it's going to be right now, 10 years ago, or 10 years in the future. It's going to be the same. Love the Sandlot. Benny the Jet. Give me my boy Squints, who's a dog. Love the Sandlot. My favorite baseball movie. And I get it with the second overall pick.
0: So baseball is called America's Pastime. And when I think of this movie, I just think of the term American Pastime. You said it's timeless. Uh, this movie came out in 1993 we were born after this movie was made yet we watched it endless amounts of time on VHS probably the most watched VHS in the Alecna household would you agree Ricky Flex
1: that's a tough one actually I I think so I think so
0: and not only is a great baseball movie but it's a fantastic summer movie you know So it it just has that vibe, whether it's like at the pool with Wendy Peppercorn or just playing baseball with your friends at the park. It just has a special feeling to it. Um, Just definition of nostalgia. I mean, you talk about Benny the Jet, PF Flyers. I literally love this movie so much. I bought PF Flyers off Amazon at the age of 22 years old. Like the movie has not escaped me even to this day. Uh, I was shocked that it wasn't streaming on Disney Plus when I knew we were going to be doing this draft ricky and we were thinking about movies to review this week i immediately thought sandlot disney plus and guess what all they had on there was sandlot two and then a sandlot spinoff film just an absolute disgrace an absolute disgrace to not have the original sandlot always on deck on disney plus uh great pick this was actually my number two so if you for some reason skipped over sandlot i was ready to go with the number three overall
1: yeah with no chance um, With my second pick, the third overall pick in the draft, I'm going to go the opposite route of what I just did. I'm going adult, and it's known be- as the adult version because it's rated at R. I'm going Major League. Major League, give me Wild Thing. Give me Charlie Sheen throwing absolute heaters from the mound. Moving the team to Florida? I don't think so. I hate this effing song. Just a bit outside. Um, more quotes. Love Major League. R-rated r rated Get me R-rated on my board right after the Sandlot Major League. This is like Sandlot for men.
0: That's the way I view it. You know how you have, the so many, you have so many quotable lines in the Sandlot. I feel like you also have the same thing for Major League, except they might be inappropriate like you were talking about uh, and you were just citing. It just feels like the camaraderie of the group, of the team is amazing, just like it was in the sandlot. It's just not appropriate for anyone below high school age, you know? And uh, my favorite Charlie Sheen role of all time. I don't know about you. It's my favorite. Him, him and also, like, Charlie Harper and Two and a Half Men. Those are his two best, right? Him at his, the peak of his powers. But Rick Vaughn is one of my favorite movie characters in sports movie history. So- Great
1: Halloween costume
0: awesome halloween costume right looks great as a four-eyed uh four-eyed closer uh and i said like serrano and the supporting cat supporting cast here you got tom berenger catcher romance with renee russo this movie's fire this movie's yeah. great it's rewatchable um one of the most in in a lot of rewatchable movies with base with the baseball
1: now they're the cleveland guardians they didn't move to florida but now they're the guardians
0: and dude, the guys in the stands banging the drums. Yes, yes it's gone. You know, like, like those guys are legendary. Supporting Bob characters.
1: Uecker. Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker. Just a bit outside. Drinking on the job. Like unbelievable movie. And again, R-rated. Like, R-rate, like you, when you think baseball movies, you don't really think adult too much. And if you do, you think back in the day or PG-13. This is like R-rated to the max here. Love it.
0: R rated to the mat. So that's your second round pick, third overall. Ricky Flicks now has the sandlot and major league on his board. It now goes to me for my second round pick, fourth overall. So let's assess Ricky. So here's what I'm gonna do. For the number three overall, uh, number four, excuse me, overall pick. We're going the natural. We're going the natural. So there's another movie I'm going to take next. That seems like it's always on like the top two or three best baseball movies, sometimes arguably number one, but the natural has a special place in my heart. I think it's mainly because of Robert Redford and Robert Redford, even though he looks a little too old to be playing a major league baseball player in this movie, uh, he's charming, you know, he's dashing. Uh, he's a multifaceted five-tool player. He cannot only do everything in the field, cannot do everything at the plate, but we know he's a former great pitcher. The story's a little wacky. As I wa- as I, when I was a kid, I just like adored this movie, just like wanting the Wonder Boy bat. You know, but as I see like the beginning of the movie, how he got shot in the first place and how there's a connection to how he got shot and the team he's now on. I'm like, okay. as I'm getting older, this is like a little far fetched. It's a little bit out there, but it's got that old timey feel that America pastime type feel. And uh, I did draft the Wonder Boy bat when it came to items in Christmas movies or items in movies that I would want for Christmas. And uh, I think it's deservedly so, like to have the Wonder Boy bat there. I think any kid, they should make like a line of aluminum bats for little leaguers that look like the Wonder Boy bat. Uh, the movie's, a- it hasn't aged as well, I, I would say. It kind of has that grainy type of look to it, but I'm happy with taking the natural as my number th- uh, number two pick
1: the natural great movie what you got the wonder boy bat on your board like you said you got the great knights jerseys on your board and hats people just buy that merch similar to how they buy like the whalers merch right that's great merch on your board like you said it's a little old even though this was 1984 it looks even older which kind of is odd um seems intentional, the movie, though. yeah yeah definitely robert yeah. duvall like cartoonist slash writer in this uh, newspaper writer in this i like that. barely any like i wish he got a little more screen time but because he was good but he didn't get a lot of screen time um like you I've said seen the, in a minute
0: i don't even know I, I don't remember i haven't seen this movie in so long but i just have an adoration for it like him as the cartoonist that's such like a we talk about the old school feel like him drawing cartoons like as like instead of taking notes that was cool though So old time i love it
1: yeah and um like you said this movie is kind of all over the place because you got like potential murder like loves like glenn close like robert redford ish situations going on like it's movie's a little all over the place and the ending's all-time ending this is off of a book by the way and in the, in the book he dies after hitting the home run spoiler alert for the book but i don't think anyone was going to read it but that's hey i'm it. a big
0: time reader now ricky flex you know that
1: but again the Natural is a great movie. Great name, The Natural. It's a very good name for a movie that's about a pitcher going into hitter. He's just a natural born baseball player. And my final thing is Doctor. Question: Do you know how old Robert Redford was when he played this character? He Roy was like fi- he was like fifty. He was thirty eight.
0: Oh, oh, I, I remember. I thought it was greatly exaggerated, but he actually because you hear stories of like how he doesn't look like the prototypical like around. I would say like veteran 28 to 30 years old. I always thought like it was almost like a um a Clint Eastwood situation. A Clint Eastwood likes to play, like put yeah. himself in these as like these younger characters, <laughs> although he's like 30 years over age, you know. I thought that was the same thing here. And Robert, Robert Redford is basically a fossil now. No offense, Robert Redford. But like 85, something like that. I, I think he's even older, too. He's an old guy. So I Love thought him. like this movie, I mean, I thought he was just gonna be. Older anyway, but it's kind of an aging baseball player anyway. Like he's he's not like he's not someone who's just kickstarting his career right out of high school. He's a guy who was held back, but so he's so naturally gifted that he's starting his career later on. So it actually kind of does line up more so than people give him credit. Agreed. Yeah, you know I, this movie just has some type of magic to it. You know, it just does have that, and the him rounding the bases at the end after. St- like hitting the lights out, you know, it just has that special sports moment, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm yeah, happy. It has I a sports that. moment that's key, huge, right?
0: Him rounding the bases, Robert Redford, American icon, representing the national pastime. Uh, next up, kicking off the third round after the natural, I'm gonna, I'm getting a steal at number five. I'm getting pulled down. I am, and there's a reason why I took it in the third round. I do love the natural. Like, if you look at most lists of, like, best baseball movies, you're going to find Bull Durham arguably one, two, or three. Um, I don't like it as much as The Natural. Uh, I don't like it as much as Major League. All right? So this is, like, literally number five spot. It's kind of perfect for this. So when I see Bull Durham, obviously you think of one of the best, like, sports actors with Kevin Costner, one of the best baseball actors, right, for this genre with kevin costner uh susan sarandon i never was like a a buyer into her looks and like this allure that she has i'm like i don't want to get too much into it i don't i don't mean to offend susan sarandon i know she is a lovely woman and she's had an amazing career as an actress but i didn't necessarily buy her for the role that she was playing but she was trying to sell us good she was trying to sell us good uh tim robbins wacky you know, and it's kind of like obviously the polar opposite to like the straight-edged, um, hard-nosed baseball player that was Kevin Costner's character in this movie. But I like it because it has like the romance that isn't as associated with baseball. Then you have the romance that's actually going on off the diamond with like basically the groupie of the team. You know, so still hilarious. It's still it also has like a big part of baseball It's not just major league baseball, but minor league baseball and the fanaticism that goes with that. We just went to the Hartford yard goats game, which is a double a team for the Colorado Rockies. So like, you see like there is like a cult fandom, for these types of teams, yeah, that is yeah, believable. Yeah, yeah. So, like seeing this woman follow the team so closely, and these like other fans follow the team so closely, it's just like, yeah, I believe it. As you get older, obviously more of a mature baseball movie, but I remember seeing this when I was young. So my dad's like, "You gotta see Bull Durham. You gotta." And uh, we talked about the romanticism, and then also like the great send off for Kevin Costner's character uh, doesn't achieve what he wants to necessarily, but gets to go home with the girl. Yeah, right. this, it,
1: so it was a happy ending, but is it like it it is, but like not your typical baseball happy ending? I think that's one of the reasons why I this is would have been for me. This this is a fifth rounder. This is oh my god, rounder.
0: dude, get out for of me. here. Bull Durham Never, is not a fifth round pick. That is for, disgraceful for a
1: 10-person draft. This is an oh eight through ten. God. I just couldn't do it. I just oh The Susan Sarandon character, I think you summed up perfectly. I think this has great individual moments, Duh. but as a movie it's and disgusting. as a whole, I just can't buy it. it this is going to be my hot take of the Tim, draft here.
0: Tim Robbins, Ricky. He's like, good. His performance alone makes this arguably a top five. Hey, with Hey,
1: if we're talking about best movies, best baseball movies, like the best, similar to what I mentioned with the Moneyball comment, this would be top five. But is it in my favorite? Like, A combination of best and favorite, what a top billing is for me, not in my top five, not in my top six or seven.
0: Is Susan Sarandon the the core reason why this doesn't make like your top five? It's a big reason. It's a pretty big reason. Why? You don't
1: think she's good in the role? I don't know, man. I didn't like the vibes. I didn't like the vibes of Tim Robbins and her, or like everything. I just didn't love it. I'm not going to, like, I will watch it again. I've seen it a bunch of times, but. I like it's not like I don't like the movie. It's a great movie. I just think compared to some other things on the board, I got some nostalgia picks. I'd rather pick over that. I don't know, man. I like I'll I'll go my next two and that are both above it. And I know you're going to crap on me for it, but I'll just segue. I think it's the I think it's kind of like Bill Durham because it has the same lead actor. I'm taking Field of Dreams. Overrated movie. Overrated I disagree. Movie. I'm doing it now. I like have. You, you wait, I Field am talking. Is this is my Cole pick. Durham? This is my pick. So I used to be on the overrated train. But this is the classic movie where you watch it when you're young. You watch it with your dad or your mom and you watch it. And you're just like, this movie's boring. This movie is not it. But as you get older, this movie gets better and better every time you watch it. Every single time you watch this, you understand it more. It hits home more. You, The cornfields get to you. Ray Liotta's character gets to you. You see those iconic jerseys on that old-school style field. Fenway Park, James Earl Jones, Field the dreams with my third pick. I think that's the perfect spot for it. I have it as number five. Field the dreams.
0: It's it's not better than Boulder there's not enough baseball in it. There's just not. They like, like, they're like they're, they're, they you picked to the Moneyball. Moneyball is about the transformation of and baseball. Field of Dreams is about him connecting with his family. Dead father it's about family, exactly. It's about, yes, Field of Dreams. Yes, but it's not as much about baseball. But I do want to say, like, there are aspects to Field of Dreams I like. I think it's boring. That's what I'll say. It's boring, and I think James Earl Jones is great. His introductory scene is amazing. James Earl Jones makes this movie. For anyone who hasn't seen the movie I, like I won't go into too much, but his introductory scene meeting Kevin Costner, the hand in the jacket, and then also his amazing monologue, right Run, walking onto the field, that makes it worth watching but the movie doesn't have a lot going on during it. It's a lot of like, you talked about it, the family interaction, the father's son, it's like feeling bad for the, the father. The best thing, the best legacy this movie has is that every single movie that followed it and tried to build upon a father-son relationship ends with them having a catch. That's the biggest, that's, hu- that's, that's huge. the biggest legacy, but it's also like the biggest like, i don't know it's like a cop-out it's just like a way like oh classic i have to want to play catch we just saw the Adam project the Adam project doesn't have the ending it has right without field of dreams
1: that's a big pro for this movie
0: that movie's not very good though i saying. agree but if you build it they will come iconic line but also i just i don't know it just doesn't stick the same The
1: cornfields like yes.
0: Shoeless Joe Jackson, the Yankees and White I Sox just
1: had a game because of this movie in a cornfield in Iowa.
0: Yes, yes, I get it. Because like, I mean, you—they're not going to play where Bull Durham plays for a Major League Baseball game. It has some <laughs> like weird authenticity to the movie. Exactly, I give you that. But there's just not very exciting, and we talk about why Moneyball is the number one pick. Although there's not baseball going on, it's exciting. The performances are unbelievable all the way ra- all the way around. Whether you go rich, whether you go Phillips, I was just Hall,
1: counteracting or... the no baseball point. That's all. Come on,
0: saying. come on! I can As a third me. rounder, feel the like, dreams. I've a third this... rounder. I've always said this movie's overrated. I'm not. It's not bad but it's not the best baseball movie it's not top three. you
1: appreciate it more as you go on that's why it's a sixth overall pick here all right okay my fourth pick here the seventh overall pick i might get flack for this again but i don't oh, know no. because i like this better than bull durham too a league of their own Give me Tom Hanks. I, I like Le- There's Le- no crying in baseball, Dr. O. We don't have There's the no crying in arguing. baseball.
0: We're not arguing. A <laughs> getting picked at number, eight as, at number seven, excuse me, is a good pick.
1: Yeah, if- I, I have it as number seven on my board. I argued with six. A League of Their Own. I mentioned Tom Hanks. You got a little Madonna. Sauce me some Madonna there. Um, World War II vibes. You're the history guy. World War II vibes. A story might not people people might not know about. I for sure didn't before watching this movie, shied some light on it. And at the end of the day, this movie is all about Tom Hanks, in my opinion, opinion. but this movie, awesome. The jerseys, great. World War II vibes, like I said. A League of Their Own, seventh overall pick, my fourth pick.
0: Yeah, dude, I think this is a perfect spot for it. I think this is better than Field of Dreams, to be honest. And uh, why is this so good? Well, Tom Hanks, this is prime time, Tom Hanks, mid nineties, Tom Hanks, right? He's about to go in his Forrest Gump run, Philadelphia run, right? What's he doing before that? He's playing a baseball manager of a a, a base of a woman's team during, I love the historical era. You, you, you already mentioned it. I'm a historian. I love like the, the setting that they give this movie and supporting cast. Great. Great supporting cast here. Uh, I think I believe it's Gina Davis lead female lead here. Like she should have been when I saw this movie as a kid, I was like, this girl is like the biggest movie star of all time. She just has it, you know, she just had it, whatever that was. Like she just commanded the screen and she owned that movie alongside Tom Hanks, like toe to toe with Tom Hanks. And I think she was like, t- I rooted for her so much harder than her sister. I hated her sister in this movie. Agreed. Um, and I, like Madonna just eats this roll up, Madonna's best roll. Uh, and like when they go out during the bar my scene, bar. it's one of my favorite like scenes in any like movie in general. And then I forgot what the girl's name is like the overweight, like kind of a beat up looking girl. Like she just said, beat up. That's really offensive. Yeah, that's like me. But
1: father, oh, oh, uh, widowed father
0: right no but yeah. she's also so likable and like her singing was like pre-karaoke just her grabbing the mic and going at it very nice scene uh we'll have you rolling on the floor um yeah the, no, there's no crying in baseball that's that's great and you nailed it like this is a perfect for what fourth round pick
1: yeah seven overall nice
0: all right all right so this is where it gets a little interesting so Moneyball, Natural, Bull Durham are under my fourth round pick. I'm going with a classic. When I say classic, I mean older. And there was a remake made to this movie that it's not terrible, but it certainly ain't good. And the original, I remember my dad showing this movie to me growing up and I found it continuously rewatchable as a 90s kid into, into the 2000s, even those movies from 1976. And that's the Bad News Bears walter Matthau, right we talk about kelly leak uh a pg movie that feels like it could be rated r it was like one of the you know, i was saying like, poltergeist is scary it's a pg movie all your friends say oh our family let us watch like our mom let us watch poltergeist because it's a uh, only rated pg it would be r today though bro it would right. be r today that was this was the comedic version with bad news bears um they try to do it with Billy Bob Thornton. They went a little over the line doing so. And they tried to be too cool when like Walter Matthau was just a de- degenerate drunk. Um, Kick the remake spot. Uh, Walter Matthau, like talk about iconic baseball manager type roles. We've already talked about Philip Seymour Hoffman, not necessarily iconic, but we just talked about Tom Hanks in this type of role. And we got – he's, like, like falling almost in the legacy of, like, Walter Matthau, one of the great actors in uh, the history of Hollywood. And I can't get out of my mind the scene of Kelly Leake catching the strike, saying throw a little harder next time, and him jacking it 400 feet. I wanted to be Kelly Leake in Little League. Everyone wanted to be Kelly Leake. And the kids who didn't know who Kelly Leake was, I made sure, like, I would tell them who Kelly Leake was just because he is – the, we talk about legends and sport, right, with the Little League Baseball, where you talk about Monet Davis and, like, all these other guys who are basically 16 from the Dominican Republic playing. Who started it all? Who was the initial Little League GOAT? Kelly League. Bad news, Bears.
1: Yeah, it's like we are Sandlot, 90s kids, early uh, 2000s kids, so we think, oh, our guy's Benny the Jet, Sandlot. But before Benny the Jet, before the Sandlot, it was always Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak started it all, but even more so than Benny because of the cockiness, that aspect of it. And just, he's an he's an a-hole. <laughs> like, he's just an a-hole. But Bad News Bears, the original, fantastic movie. Honestly, I was a little afraid to pick it because I have not seen it in a while. So it I don't know if it aged as well. I, I literally don't even know where I would watch it. i have to Google it. But great movie, as my memory serves me correct. And the beers at the end, Hilarious. Walter Matthau, like you said, so great pick.
0: Yeah, you, you bring up a great point. I feel like Kelly Leak is the more badass version of Benny the Jet. Yeah,
1: because Benny's like a nice kid, like Smalls, like I'll give you, my, I'll give you a, glo- a shrewd glove or I'll put you in left field and I'll make you throw, I don't know, like just helping him out, easing him along with, into the group. Whereas Kelly's like, get out of my freaking way and yeah, I don't want to hang out push with Push them
0: away to catch the fly ball. Right, right, right. You guarantee you get the out, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, Dude, when the kids are drinking beers at the end of the game. <laughs> like, like This movie is unbelievable. I'm gonna, awesome. if, I'm gonna see if this is streaming. This is a this is a potential throwback review. Like the bad news bears were an awesome, awesome throwback. Check right now if it's streaming. Potential throwback in the near future. Or I'm just gonna watch it tonight. It's just for rotten
1: tomatoes score.
0: Uh I'm guessing high. I'm gonna guess mid 90s. 97. Damn.
1: 97. It's on Hulu, but I'm not, I think it's, uh, yeah. We I don't have it they, though. Yeah, it's on Hulu.
0: We pay for the uh, premium package. So we should get the Bad News Bears. And I'm yeah, going to watch that tonight. I will send a tweet tonight regarding the Bad News Bears. So now on to the fifth round. This is where it gets tough. Because do I go with a movie no, no, that correct. I declare is just as good as uh, Field of Dreams, or I maybe just a hair below? Or do I go with one that, I've watched so many times and I just love. There are so many different ways you could go here, Ricky. I like, I've, I think you're having a similar dilemma right now. Like, I don't think it really matters what I pick right now. I think there's one movie that's clearly, Ooh, I don't know. Actually, I have one that's obscure. Not many people have seen. I'm going to save that for honorable mention. I got one that also emphasizes off the field scenarios. So I'm not going to choose that one. I have one that is childhood nostalgia. I got one that's also childhood. No- I got three childhood nostalgia ones. What do you think, Ricky? Do I go something that's deep in my heart? Do I do the best movie or do I go a hybrid?
1: You mentioned Field of Dreams, but so I'm interested to see what you think is around there. This but- is the toughest
0: pick of the draft, Ricky. We, like looking at these eight that have been picked, these are all bangers, bangers. This is where it can get
1: dicey. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you a little hint. No, no I'm not, don't give me a hint. Okay, okay. Then then you pick.
0: I'm just No, I'm just asking, like, do I go with my heart or do I go with my head? That's just how I'm going to. I feel like I just have to go with my heart because this is a podcast and uh, we go with how we feel. And if I feel right. like I can't leave anything on the field here, I can't leave anything on the diamond. So I haven't seen this movie in a long time. A very long time. But one of the most, we talked about rewatchable movies as a kid. And The Sandlot was one of them. The other one, Angels in the Outfield. He Fifth round it. pick, Angels in the Outfield. Young McConaughey, young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, somewhat younger to uh, Tony Danza. Um, Talk about great managers too. Uh, what's the actor's name? Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Uh, Joseph, seeing Joseph Gordon Levitt rise and become like, see his career and go from this movie to uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, to starring in Nolan movies, and then seeing what he's doing today. Uh, we don't talk about some of the movies he's done, but <laughs> just because he's kind of on the lull right now. But this movie was so touching, it's so family friendly but also it just gives you ultimate baseball vibes. And it has like you root for the main character so hard, these orphans, how they're going to be adopted, hopefully adopted by these players. And these they're going to be saved by this quote unquote angel throughout Christopher Lloyd as the angel is like perfect casting. Uh, just such a charming movie. I'm doing that with my fifth round pick angels in the outfield. Ricky flex, any thoughts?
1: Adrian Brody also in this. Is he really? Yeah, he's uh, a player. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I would not I wasn't going to pick that, but I respect the pick. I think this movie, when you watch it, when you're older, it's like crap. Like maybe this isn't as good. But all the stars that are in it, like all the actors that are in it that weren't stars at the time. But now when you watch it, you're just like starstruck because there's so many of them. And you just see a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it's just like, wow, like this is just like wild all these people were just in this movie and it has a bunch of other people that you know but you don't know their names like a bunch of actors that are in a bunch of famous movies but they are always like minor supporting characters and you're like oh wow um so and also like the old california angels logo and jerseys very cool good pick last good fifth rounder i like the nostalgia I, here i'm
0: I'm, 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 I, I, I'm happy i made the nostalgia pick but it goes back to the argument that i have had previously with friends regarding baseball movies. And I'll reveal what that argument is. You might take this final movie at the 10 spot and that's where I'll address the movie or else I'll do it in um, honorable mentions, but angels in the outfield next to the sandlot. I mean, we that was on a lot in the elected household, along with another movie that's still on the board. We were a big fan of baseball movies as kids. Love yes.
1: them. Yes. And when you said like, is sandlot the movie that you watched the most there's one where I was like, I honestly might have watched this close to the same I know what you're, of times. I know what you're thinking of. But I don't know if I want to pick it. And I don't want to say the movie yet. Because I think, like, when you think of the most iconic baseball scenes in a movie, you can just go, like, "Field the dreams playing catch. You can go Bull Durham, Tim Robbins letting up the home run. Um you can go a lot of different ways here. Charlie Sheen, wild thing. But there's one that is above, it, above the rest. And this probably loses me the draft. But it is the best baseball scene there is. And it's naked gun. Oh my
0: god, we're gonna count this. We're gonna count this? Is that what we're doing? One scene where he plays an umpire. Are we do we really are we really resorting to this? We're stooping to this level. I feel like we're this I'm being cheated right now because that scene is so good. He's not even
1: playing. Reggie Jackson, the Queen, OJ.
0: You can't just drop OJ. You can't just drop OJ. He shows up in the stands 10 minutes after the scene.
1: In the wheelchair. Hey,
0: OJ. Ricky.
1: Okay. I can't believe you just took
0: it. Which naked gun is this? You you drafted it. I'm letting you take it.
1: Yeah, it's the first one, no?
0: What's the – they all have something after it, don't they?
1: Oh, a naked gun and a half?
0: Is it? You Look it up right now. You need to get the name right if you're going to draft this. <laughs> I can't believe you're drafting this. The scene is unbelievable. One of the best comedic scenes of all time. Popular at all minor league stadiums whenever there's a strikeout.
1: He's looking at yeah, a naked right gun. The naked it's, gun. It's just a naked gun.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you took this. <laughs> Enrico <your pick>. Palazzo. <laughs> Explain your pick further.
1: No, it's just Leslie Nielsen is just on one in this movie. Just yes. completely on one, but it's the scene itself that is so mesmerizing and so just legendary. And yes, there are better baseball movies on the board here. I went with my heart, like I did with most of this draft. Like the ones I was toying with was the one that I was referring to as I watched it so many times as a kid, Rookie of the Year.
0: We'll talk about it. We'll Henry talk about
1: Rowan it. Gardner. And the other one I was, mess- I was thinking about was Fever Pitch. I'm looking at the Red Sox. There, huge Red Sox guy. Only good movie Jimmy Fallon's ever done, but The Naked Gun. Leslie Nielsen, like just unbelievable, crazy movie. Like doesn't make any sense a lot, but it's just a comedy. Just thrown at you airplane vibes, and then you get the baseball scene at the
2: end.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't say I had it on my list, Ricky. I can't say I had it on my list. Uh, we'll talk about the honorable mentions in a sec. Uh, I think the naked gun is maybe the most underrated comedy franchise of all time. Uh, The comedic genius of Leslie Nielsen and those writers, I think gets goes unnoticed. They fly way under the radar. And if you go on like movie Instagram, see what's trending. A lot of times you'll find reels of scenes from naked gun movies. And you people like are starting to realize from a younger generation, how funny these movies are. And it's really painful to look at the comments on those Instagram reels to see like people have no idea who Leslie Nielsen is rest in peace to a goat. And uh, I just love those movies. They are so funny. They're great to return to. They I, our parents showed us, showed us those movies as a kid along. that it goes with great like comedic franchises like we talked about the pink Panther growing up, watching those uh, the Marx brothers movies that we grew up watching almost has like a similar comedy. I, I think our dad just had like a favorite type of comedy. And those like all three of those franchises just kind of mm-hmm. line up, you know uh, interesting pick. I, that scene is, is such a legendary <laughs> scene though. I can't believe you picked it, but you brought up an honorable mention rookie of the year. Um, the thing about this one, as you said, with Angels in the Outfield, if you rewatched it now, you might be like, "How did I ever like this movie?" Right. That's that's how like that's kind of that's why I held back a little bit. Was a nostalgia was a nostalgia pick. I was never going to make uh, during the time like when I was a kid. Chet Steadman was my hero, dude.
1: Gary Busey.
0: That's like before I knew who Gary Busey was, and as like as you figured out who Gary Busey was, and you find out why he made that movie in the first place, like rehabilitating his image of some sort. Like, it just feels like it just loses some of the magic that it had as a kid. Uh, I wanted to learn the EFAS pitch. I wanted to try it so much in Little League. But at the same time, I was thinking to myself, like, this is going to come right back at me and crack me in the face if I throw an EFAS pitch, right, to, like, the best kid in Little League. It's going to yak it on me, or he's just going to, like, destroy my face. Uh, and the manager is hilarious. And one of the greatest comedic performances as a child, like, looking back on by uh, Daniel Stern.
1: Hot ice. Hot ice. <laughs> yeah. Hot ice.
2: It's the best of both worlds.
0: And like him getting trapped between the doors. Okay. One of the great mentors in uh, movie baseball. Henry Blomer's
2: over.
0: Hauser. <laughs> and the, the guy, Jack, one of the most hateable characters in movies. Yeah, that guy sucks. Joseph's mom was dating him. Pepsi yeah. commercial. Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice. But him throwing that dart in the first part of the movie electric scene yes and it also yes. made you want to like break your arm as a kid yes know, wondering it's, if it would come back stronger you, you wanted know?
1: to either get bitten by a spider and become spider-man or break your arm and become henry Rowan garner
0: right exactly you know just uh you were trying to make it to the pros any way possible right we had people ask you what your what's your dream job major league baseball player how are you gonna do that was snap my arm in half um what's another honorable mention you have ricky
1: um Another one, I, I I mentioned Fever Pitch.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Fever Pitch. Like,
1: huge Red Sox fan. Drew Barrymore. I'm not a huge Drew Barrymore fan, but I loved her in this. Her getting hit in the face with the baseball is so funny. Low-key, like, the best scenes are with his group of friends, and, like, they're picking out the tickets, like, the Yankee games or, like – He's like Jimmy Fallon's depressed, and he's like watching the Buckner film over and over. And oh doc-
0: yeah, Strap's gay. Ah oh, yes, Stramps gay. The doctor Strumsky.
1: friend, low-key, the funniest guy in that movie, the bald guy analyzing Jimmy Fallon's nuts. Like <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. I love this movie. Drew Barrymore uh, uh, going across, jumping down from center field and going across the field. Love Iconic. I I
0: regret not taking this movie. I, I have two ahead of I, – I, I, I made a bad decision with Angels in the outfield. I also had another one that I'm going to talk about with uh, honorable mentions. But uh, the, guys, when, the guys, when he's addressing his balls, he's just like the doctor. He's like, don't worry, I'm a doctor. He's like, I don't remember you asking me to look at my balls. <laughs> but also the Yankee dancing scene. Oh, my mm. God. Oh, I see, mm-hmm. I see his toe tapping. His toe tapping. Oh, that's some Yankee. That's some Devil Ray dancing. That's some Devil Ray dancing. But that's when like Jimmy Fallon wanted to be uh, an A-lister. He was trying to leave SNL and that mm-hmm, like,
2: mm-hmm. out
0: on his ways and become the next star. But uh, when you watch that movie back, still, he's a little cringy acting. Yeah. And that's yeah, a movie I return to because it seems like it's also for adults. But it holds a very sentimental, special place in our hearts because it reminds you of the 04 Red Sox. And it came out, like, 05. Yeah, the right? year
1: after. season. Tessie. Shooting.
0: Great song. There's such a special feeling to that movie if you're a Red Sox fan. And Drew Barrymore, queen of the rom-com, you know, like Mm. one of the queens of the rom-com, like seeing her here, man. And Red Sox 04 is like my favorite sports team of all time Yeah, ever, you know. So that should have gotten drafted. I have another one. Um, I had a take for a little bit. The Rookie was better than Field of Dreams. I, I haven't seen The Rookie in a while. I'm not ready to commit to that take over the air here. Uh, The Rookie at Disney movie feels like it's like a hybrid of Miracle and Glory Road (laughs) like from Disney. You know, it just feels like it's a mix of those two. It's not as good as Miracle, but it's not as bad as Glory Road. But they still like, if you look at all three of those movies on the screen, like like cinematography, they all look the same. Uh, It's not as cheesy as most Disney movies. Uh, I love Dennis Quaid. In this movie, I think he was awesome. I forgot his name in the freaking movie. Uh, but as the lefty Teacher. good pitching mechanics. Uh, I think the first part of the movie with him as a high school baseball coach is arguably the best part of the movie.
1: Yes, it's it's the it's slow the rest of the way. You see, like and- a
0: lot, like you see people from like Coach Carter that were like in yep the rookie, you know, and they were yeah. playing high school students there. And so it's like you see a lot of these faces you recognize them playing high schoolers here Uh when he's coaching the Owls. I still remember they had sweet high school jerseys. Uh-huh
2: mm-hmm. And then
0: like the, the iconic moments of him going next to the highway, reaching 90, like thrown right by it. Like those are the type of magic scenes, you know, like Disney that, scenes. That scene just had it. It was that Disney scene. Like I can't, re- like, I don't know how many times I drove past the highway at the, at like during nighttime. And I thought about doing that. Just like I had, I used to be a baseball coach. But I just had, I had like a pile, like bucket of balls in the back seat, just like winding up, like trying to maintain good mechanics, fire it by the miles per hour sign and see what I hit. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's thought about doing that because of this movie, you know? So I think the movie, the one detraction I'd say, sorry, I'll let you speak in a sec. I just really like this movie. Uh, It's the last 30 minutes where he makes it to the pros. It's not even the best part of the movie. It feels like it's like extending the movie too much. It feels like it's trying to become an epic rather than just a great sports movie and that's where it kind of goes over the line, and that's where I'm just like, okay, that's why it's not one of the best baseball movies.
1: Yeah, I agree on all points. I think just a couple other things I'll mention, just because it happened is the kid, his son, two and a half men guy, yes. kid. This was like his start, like his like breakout role. So that's that. And I'll say this is a poor man's field of dreams. I agree because the Brian Cox rela- father relationship is they terribly done in this movie. They tried, didn't do it correctly. And they didn't portray Texas baseball well either. But I did like the ba- high school baseball scenes. I thought those were the best parts of the movie. I just don't think Texas was like, yeah, they ha- you had a bunch of dirt roads. That's it. That's Texas. Like, no, it's a little more than that, I think. But that's basically what they did. Like, it's not like Friday Night Lights when you're, that's Texas football. You know, they didn't really portray Texas baseball or just the state of Texas well, except that there's dirt you know and a couple oil like there's oil being drilled
0: they made it seem like they're playing on a softball field like all the time you <laughs> yeah. know it was just like there's no there's no grass anywhere this is like you're you're it's like you know what it was like taking 20 miles away from where holds was taking place you know which is right. like yes 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 of grass anywhere they made it sound like they're playing at the goddamn dust bowl you yes. know you think yes. it's like playing in 1920 or 1930 you know uh good point um Other honorable mentions here. I'll throw another one out here. Um, Eight Men Out. Talk about great cast. Charlie Sheen also in a baseball movie. John Cusack back in a baseball movie. David Strahan also in this one. You got like talk about one of the most infamous teams in sports history, the Black Sox, like a very intriguing story. I would like to see that adapted to a movie today. I think it could be done even better. Think about this movie. It gets really bogged down by the end. They're in the courtroom so much of the time. And you're just like, I really just want to see John Cusack play third base. <laughs> like, I, I just like don't want to see any of the, the rest of this stuff. It's so, it gets a little boring and monotonous, but I do remember watching that one a lot as a kid. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't particularly love it. Um, I literally had to Google this guy's name because I, I always forget his name, but he's an amazing actor he's in so many famous movies, but I call him every time I see him. Ed Seacott, and it's David uh, Strathairn or whatever. Yeah. But he's he was in Nomad Land, like he, he's in Lincoln. He's in he's, he's an amazing actor, but he's i do doing always this call, like
0: he's doing this like JK Simmons, like resurgence type yeah. of thing, Nightmare yeah. Out.
1: Yeah, I I just always call him Ed Seacott. I'm like, oh, there's Ed, Ed Seacott, even though like <laughs> why it's Eight Men Out. <laughs> like yeah. that's not it's probably his worst role ever. <laughs> from I'm a like, movie
0: from like 1989. <laughs> yeah, so
1: um stupid thing there, but yeah, yeah, iconic story, eight men out. Um I'll just run through a bunch here to be honest would not have picked any of these but just some other movies that people are probably thinking of um Hardball you know GBB, RIP um never seen it Keanu right after his peak and speed basically um Trouble with the Curve never would believe Justin Timberlake would not put it on honorable mention the studies in I'm just it. no I'm just saying movies that people might like be thinking of right now like 42 Chadwick Boseman Harrison Ford like People are probably thinking of that one right now. A little cr- too cringy and corny for me. Um,
2: I'm right scared. here. I'm right here. <laughs> uh,
1: Chadwick. No, but like, there's like a bunch, like everybody wants some. I had like that, that one. That's a good, like college baseball. Like that's good, like orientation week, get uh freshman going into college, but it's also a baseball movie. Wyatt Russell, Glenn Powell. Awesome in that movie. The best character in that movie. That's all his like, Like his kind of breakout role was that movie. So Tyler Hoechlin too, Superman, Superman and Lois. Lois. Yeah, yeah. So there's some. uh, Yeah, I
0: I I did want to talk about everybody wants some. I wanted to pick that because that's arguably if I look at this like the ten movies we drafted, everybody wants them in my opinion. Like it's like top five of like the movies just in terms of the movie itself. uh, The thing is like the baseball when they play baseball when they're at practice or captains practice, it it just looks so bad. It yeah. looks like they don't know how to play baseball whatsoever. It looks like a bunch of actors like during high school musical, like when like just dancing around with the bats, like it looks bad. Uh, but the other scenes are so good. <laughs> like in that movie, like cat, we talked about best party col- scenes, when it talks about best college movies, like I think everybody wants them should get drafted and that should be streaming. And like somewhere that movie needs to be streaming somewhere because I think that movie is still not seen by a lot of people. And, uh, young cast it's still young to this day richard link later it's
1: days that confused like it's the days yeah. that confused of the modern era for it feels like sports movies yes yeah, like yeah 1980 um and it's on prime it is it's on yes. prime yes
0: I'm, I'm gonna watch that tonight everybody wants him it's on he's prime. watching
1: bad news bears and you're
0: shaking your hand on that like we are agreeing it's on prime i'll look right now it's yes
1: it's, it says watch now prime subscription let's go let's but, go but it might yeah. hopefully
0: he doesn't say like you have to be subscribed stars and then watch everybody wants some that would make yeah. me happy but continue yeah.
1: no no yeah i i actually think you just said like this was like top five i think this movie like not exciting till the end really but just like as a core movie it's very well done and a lot i think a lot of it is because of the director for the love of the game i love kevin costner one. sam rami that's a Sam like, Raimi film? Sam Raimi, yeah. No, like, it's not. Yes, it is. What? I don't believe... I got to look it up. I don't believe you. Four, all right, I'll type it in so you can hear me. I'm so, doing uh, it right now. Sam Raimi, no. see? Boom.
0: This is unbelievable. Why, would, why did he become a baseball fan? Right he's, before... He's too busy with the evil dead, and this is right before Spider-Man. Like, what the hell? He's making like, a Is it this his is this is
1: movie right before Spider-Man, 1999? Like... But, again, Kevin Costner, the king of the baseball movies. I can't believe that. This is, like, Kevin Costner. For the love of the game, John C. C Riley, Brian Cox. Brian Cox, my manager here, like Gary Wheeler. Um, I I love this movie. A little slow, but at the end, it pays off.
0: I'll never look at Sam Raimi the same. (laughs) He did, for the love of the game, the third best Kevin Costner baseball movie. And he also is, like... The father of one of the most beloved franchises in superhero history. This is like blowing my mind right now. Sam Raimi. But you know what? John C. Riley is awesome as the catcher in this
1: movie. He's a great catcher.
0: That's what I think of almost like I almost mostly associate with stepbrothers, like John C. Riley roles as right stepbrothers for the love of the game. And this comes like right after Jerry Buss. It's like it might have been the same year as Magnolia for him. Might have been the same 99, year. 99. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and again, you need a good catcher in a baseball movie. You got him in this, you got major league, Jake Taylor, um, you know, legal to this like great catcher and that one, like, Oh, you need a great catcher in all these movies. And this is just another obviously example.
0: Um, I will say a movie I would never touch. And I don't, I hate this movie. I'll, I'll even go that far saying it. It was a rival to the Sandlot and angels in the outfield. A little big league. I hate this movie. Get this movie out of my face. The kid as the manager. I mean, him like telling like adults what to do rather than actually playing the game. He's way too mature for someone his age. I just, uh, I just never fell in love with this character. I never fell in love with the kid playing the role. I'd much rather watch Henry Rowan Gardner, uh, or I'd rather watch Joseph Gordon Levitt as the, the young kids in the baseball movies, this kid was always number three in that line of in, the, in this subgenre of baseball movies. I was never going to pick little big
1: league. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I, I think you summed it up well. And the, the Minnesota twins, eh, not the same, like, like at least the Cleveland Indians, like with major league, like I, that was cool. The tigers, I, but it was at Yankee stadium, you know, for the love of the game, you have to have something that draws you. This point just didn't have that. You thought a kid would be like Henry Roan Garner. This was the year after I believe, or. No. Yeah. The year after rookie of the year just didn't have the same appeal. Not like not after like playing ripping it
0: off. Felt like yeah. It wasn't original enough. It was like, okay, this is, this is the end thing. A lot of people want to see rookie of the year, boom, boom, boom. Uh, last one I had on my list, bench warmers, bench warmers. Uh, I also debated taking this with the 10th pick Adam Sandler produced, uh, spade heater Schneider, uh, and what, what's the guy who's afraid of this? Who's the guy who's afraid of the sun? What's his goddamn name, Ricky? Who's the oh,
1: Nick uh, Schwartz.
0: Nick Schwartz. Nick Schwartz. Yes. I uh, pulled that out of my butt. One of the most quoted middle school, sixth grade slash middle school movies of all time. The Benchwarmers. I remember, we, dude, this is how far we are from when we went to elementary school. I remember going to the aquarium in the sixth grade. And on the way back on the coach bus, we put on the Benchwarmers. In sixth grade.
1: Gus? Gus bus.
0: This is... Dude, can you imagine... That's my Miata! But, like, can you imagine this day and age in elementary school on the way home we watched The
1: Benchwarmers. Yeah, that's...
0: You get a bunch of parent complaints nowadays. That was nuts. I I won't rat out our our, uh, teacher's name. I will not do so. But my dad was a chaperone on the trip and he may or may not have recommended the movie. (laughs) All right. Oh my uh, God! Any other honorable mentions, Ricky?
1: This one's not honorable because looking <laughs> just back, just I, I've always, I've always seen this one time, and it's like I saw some. I was over a, a friend's house, and we were trying to pick out a movie to watch, and I saw this in his like DVD uh, like collection, and I was like, Oh, I've never heard of this movie, and it's a sports movie. We should watch it. And I recognize. Oh my God, is that Rudy? Is that Sam? from Lord of the Rings. This movie came out in 2007. It's the final season. I've only seen it one time. Sean Aston is the st- uh, coach of an Iowa baseball team. Oh, Michael the from Sky High. This kid from Sky High. Michael That's Anagrana. Yeah, it's the final season. I've heard of it. I've only seen it one time. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I was like 12, 10. I was like 10 when I saw it, I have not seen it. I just looked it up. It's on Tubi and Prime. Like, I might have to rewatch it, but I see the Rotten Tomatoes score, and it's, it's like, worse than the Benchwarmers. So it must be awful.
0: I, I do remember that kid from Sky High. That was, like, his follow-up to Sky High. He was in that movie. Then he was in the Stanford Prison Experiment. Uh, Shout-out, canceled Ezra Miller. Um, but, yeah, I, I've never seen it. Never will watch it. I'm comfortable with our list. I think they're pretty good. I'll run through them one more time before we sign off for today's episode. Uh, Dr. O has, for the best baseball movies, Moneyball, The Natural, Bull Durham, The Bad News Bears, and Angels in the Outfield. Uh, Ricky Flicks has uh, The Sandlot, Major League, Field of Dreams, A League of Their Own,
1: and The Naked Gun.
0: Uh, that's our list. Uh, Ricky Flicks, any final thoughts before we sign off?
1: Moon night. Moon Knight tomorrow. Thank you.
0: Moon Knight episode recap will drop tomorrow. Uh, best, of, best of luck, to All buckle up. Uh, make sure you stick with us four days in a row of episodes. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 86 of the Drive-In Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. We'll make sure that you follow us on all of your listening platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the whole shebang. Make sure you follow us on social media at The Drive-In Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's all we got for you, folks. This is Dr. Rose signing off. Until next time, we will smell you.